Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with the lovely Megan Francis. Happy New Year, Megan. Happy New Year to you. 2018. What the heck? Oh my gosh. What happened? What, where have we been? Um, this is going to be just a little bit of a reflection and a looking ahead, just kind of a free flowing conversation um, since we are here in the first week of the new year. Um, so yeah, this is going to be fun. We're going to look back a little bit at 2017 um, and use that as kind of a jumping off point for talking about the new year, both personally, yeah, professionally, etc. Love doing this kind of stuff. This will be fun. It is fun. It is fun. And I don't think we did an episode like this last year. So this is, yeah, we haven't had like a proper New Year a proper conversation look back. In, a, <laughs> yes. in a while. Um, okay. So first up, our sponsor is LinkedIn Learning, which is perfect if you have some goals for the new year that involve increasing your skills, um, brushing up on your resume. So what LinkedIn Learning is, is an online learning platform that allows you to develop both your personal and your professional skills from home on your own time. So when I say personal and professional, they have courses that are about family budgeting. They have courses about photography um, and then anything you might need for your professional bag of tricks. If you want to learn a new software like QuickBooks, I did their QuickBooks course. Um, and the the courses, once you subscribe, you have access to all of their courses um, and and they are videos, but you can also read the transcripts, which is really handy, um, or you can listen. So depending on how you like to sort of get your information, obviously you're listening to a podcast, so you like that format. I just think it's really cool that it's sort of whatever works best for you. So Yeah. It's really cool, too, because the classes are very diverse. So, I mean, it's everything from, like, redesigning your website, so something very concrete, or something a little, a little more um, elusive, like improving your communication skills, yeah. you know, something like that, or like Photoshop, they have a lot of different classes that can be very specific or a little more of like a high level wanting to get better at something. Exactly. Kind of like class. if you yeah. happen to work in an industry that involves sales or any kind of people skills, there's some really cool um, modules in there um, to improve your skills. And they are all taught by um, great instructors. So LinkedIn Learning also includes all of lynda.com's content, which if you are familiar, was a very popular learning platform and they've sort of absorbed all of that great content. So it's all under the one LinkedIn Learning brand right now. Um, yeah. And like I said, if you pay one monthly price and then there's no upsells or hidden charges, you just have access to everything. You can do it all on your own pace. So it's really just kind of um, somebody referred to it as like, just that insurance policy of like, if I need to know something, I know it's there. So it's just <laughs> worth the monthly price to kind of know that I can to just know have that access you can to all of whatever that. you need yeah. to. It's also available worldwide. So yes. our Canadian and international <clears throat> listeners are going to love that. Because yeah. Not everything we bring you guys is available internationally, but this is. So it, anywhere you live, you you can learn from home. It is. And great timing for the new year, because I guarantee you guys are probably have some little business idea cooking or some something you want to learn for the new year. So you can get a free 30 day trial to check it out um, by visiting linkedin.com slash mom. So it's just linkedin.com slash mom, all lowercase. Um, so thanks to LinkedIn Learning for their support of this podcast. Yeah. Are you ready to kick kick this off? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Let's So are up. we going to like, do you want to do, we're, so what we're going to do is look at our, our year month by month and just talk about the things that we did. So we could, I could do all of my year first? Or yeah, I think you forth? should do all of your year. But let me set up where I got this idea because I'm going to okay, give yeah, a couple shout outs. So I was listening to the Girl Next Door podcast, which is good friends of ours, One Kelsey of our and Erica. Yeah. Um, and they did this sort of a look back and they're very intentional. They're both like they both love goal setting. And so they actually do this every year. And I think even mid year they check in on their goals. And it's really cool. So if you like that kind of stuff, you'll love their podcast. But I just listened to their year end 2017. And I thought it was really cool to do a very quick recap of the year and they did both personally and professionally but they went relatively fast like okay in January you know I had this trip um and then related I stumbled across an article on Gretchen Rubin's website that linked out to a New York Times piece that I will link to and it talked about strategically why looking back at the year that just passed is actually really helpful in kind of creating your intentions for the new year and I have to say it sounds so simple but I don't think I really 
thought about it that way. And I often mm. have a hard time with um, goal setting and intention setting for the new year because it seemed because I am a more concrete and and to be honest, I'm a more past. I tend to focus on the past and the things that I can, you know, touch and feel and see. So future is hard for me. So mm-hmm. I feel like for me, this is really helpful to look back at the year and just sort of like what happened. And then, of course, the next step is, do I want more of this in the next year? Do I want less of it? What was great about that? So I think it's just a natural jumping off point. And I thought it was really cool. So shout out to yeah. the girl next door and great Gretchen idea. Rubin. I'll link to all of those things I just mentioned in our show notes so you guys can well, do you know, Well, you know that I love big picture thinking. Yes, And you do. one thing sometimes when you are a big picture thinker and always looking forward like I am, it's really easy to forget how much stuff you've done. Yes. <laughs> and to kind of underestimate how much you've done and just... A- like last week or the week before, Sarah, we were talking, we were trying to figure out when we had filed one of our agreements or something with each other. And we started kind of going back and realizing how much we have done and accomplished yeah. in a very short time. And I was really amazed. Like in my mind, that had taken like two years. Yeah. And the truth was it had happened in a relatively, really short time. Well, so a lot in particular with our business, everything that happened happened pretty much from June forward. So we really yeah. we forgot how far we came in the first like how what what actually really happened. If you go back all the way to December, January of last year, um, how far we've come, because it seemed like a yeah. year's worth of stuff happened from July forward. <laughs> so like, exactly. It does. Yeah. Well, and some of that, and I tell people all the time that like a lot of then what you're doing when you're not taking action is you're, you're creating space for action. You're doing the thinking that has to mm-hmm. happen before action can happen. So, you know, it's like that old adage that something that seems like an overnight success, but took a yes. lifetime, like really is like that. You, True. You're, you're thinking, you're having the ideas, you're putting in the groundwork, but you're not actually doing anything. And then all of a sudden everything seems to happen yeah. in like one big flood. So I guess I'll just go through my year. I, I'm literally looking at my calendar right now. And it's yeah. kind of funny because some of the things on my calendar are things like electric bill, <laughs> internet install. So it's not all, it's not all mind blowing. I'm just going to pick one thing from each okay. month and talk about okay so last january (coughs) excuse me um last january me my sister and i katherine went to minneapolis to visit my brother and we stayed downtown minneapolis and i lived in minneapolis when i was a young mom um when jacob was about let's see well i lived there for a short time when jacob was two and oh and isaac was a little baby like six weeks old to like a year okay and then i lived there again when isaac was like two and jacob was like four okay um so at a shorter time the following time but <clears throat> i've been to Minneapolis. my brother lives there so i've been there since then but i hadn't spent time in the neighborhoods where i lived when i had little kids mm-hmm. and that was like really kind of cool it was I forgot how much time had gone by and how mm-hmm. much older I am. And it was just interesting to go and see the places that I lived and um, kind of what I thought my life might turn out like yeah. then. And, you know, yeah. just there was a lot of bittersweetness to it, but I, it was really good. It was a really good visit. I'm glad I went. And actually, it, it's interesting to go to Minneapolis in January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very- I've actually been to Minneapolis three times and it was May, July yeah. and September. And it's been beautiful. So in it my mind, that's, yeah, I'm sure. My sister wore her bib overalls, the or her bib like snow pant overalls the entire time. Oh my gosh. We there. Like she never took them off. We went to bars and she wore them in the bars. It was <laughs> hilarious. But they kind of just allow that sort of thing there. So so that was January. January was, I feel like, kind of like a ramp up month. Uh-huh. Um then February was Alt Summit, um, mm-hmm. where I spoke and I came and visited you and yes, we did kind did. of like a summit. Yeah. So well, that was early February. Yeah. You guys were you and you brought Clara. So that was I brought Clara. Yeah. That was really fun. It was really fun. And she got to go, you know, take pictures on the beach and we got yeah. to go to brunch. And you got to meet was Katie. That? Was it Laguna? Uh-huh. We, we were in Yeah, Laguna. we met Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that was great because I feel like that was when we did a lot of the conversation, had a lot of the conversations that led to us nailing down some stuff. Yeah, it was, it was about. a nice follow up because we did our Denver really like retreat, retreat December yes. of 2016. So it was nice. Sometimes you got, you and I go like six months without seeing each other in person. And we had a really good track record this year. So it was a nice like maybe six, you know, two months after our Denver meetup to just continue the conversation. And it was really yep. fun to have our kids together. It was really, really fun. Um, let's see. March looks like it was just a lot of work and parenting, but I was in a play. That okay. was toward the end of the month. I was in a, a musical called Spring Awakening. Um, oh, yeah. And that and was like a big one. That was a big one. And that took, you know, so that w- that went up like the end of March. And so that kind of ate up like a, a, a week of my life in okay. uh, in March. Um, 
I had a relatively small part. So up until then, my rehearsal schedule was really easy. And then it was like that last week was just insane. Right. But great experience. Really, really fun. Moving on to April. Um, oh, gosh. April, it just kind of looks like I didn't do anything. How I'm is sure that that's possible? that's not true. Isaac went to prom oh. in April. Um, it just, you know what, what I'm noticing looking at April, I had so much stuff on my calendar, but it's all little stuff. Yeah. Like a lunch here, a meeting there. Yeah. So much like details. That was my month of details. Oh my goodness. I'm like, now I'm realizing there's like a six, I'm looking at one thing and it says six more. So I click on it to see six more. And I was doing a lot of yoga that hmm. month. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of yoga classes on here. Nice. Okay. I think that was actually also the month that I signed up for a membership to the yoga studio that I love so much. Interesting. Um, May was Mom 2.0. Yes, it was. Orlando. So on my calendar, it says stay at the Ritz-Carlton Orlando, oh, which is so always good. a fun thing to see looking back. Oh, yeah. So great. That I feel was like almost <clears throat> like another little mini summit for us, even though we were busy conferencing. Yeah. We were also really productive and we got a lot of decisions hammered out. Yes. Um, and again, May, so many calls. See, again, things didn't really take off until June, but I have meeting after meeting yeah. after call after call. Like we were really building the groundwork yeah. in May. And, and our podcast, the growth of our podcast and our work with sponsors really started to heat up in the spring. Yeah. Um, I remember right. a rush for Mother's Day you know, working with brands around Mother's Day and feeling like, okay, we yeah. are, this is legit. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was also, um, I directed Guys and Dolls, like a kid's version, a oh, teen yeah. version of Guys and Dolls, the auditions for that month. So that I would have been in rehearsals all that month. Yeah. And then I was also performed in an 80s cabaret that <laughs> nice. month, like an 80s concert. That was really fun too. Uh, June. Oh my gosh. My June calendar looks insane. <laughs> like... It is all meetings. It is all oh. like I think in June I was just like scheduling out every hour of my day. Interesting. So it looks crazy. And I don't know if that was because I just was trying to structure my days more and maybe adding more stuff to the calendar just to keep myself on a flow. Now, at the time, I was still I was not employed outside the house. Right. I was you were freelancing. Yeah. Freelancing and self-employed. I was at the radio. But like all of these things might have just been me reminding myself of things that I had to do. So maybe and, you like, wanted to get more structured about your Yeah, really time. interesting. Man, this is like June is crazy. Like so many little items. Um, but it does look like a lot of things that sometimes I wouldn't really put on my calendar that I was putting on just to kind of keep myself on track. So that's interesting. Interesting. July, I turned 40. Yeah, you did. I have three camping trips on yeah. my um, calendar in July which is awesome. awesome. I really made a point of doing a lot of camping over the summer and I, July was like my month. Um, but you were here and you came to visit me over my birthday and that mm -hmm. was fantastic. And that was a big weekend. Like you were here, what, three days? Yeah. Just two nights though. Yeah. It was quick. In my mind, it was quick because it's a long yeah. way to go. But you, but you had, there was like a night before I got there and it was right. an extended celebration. Yeah. That was a fun month. It was pretty relaxing. I got to do a lot of stuff I really wanted to do. August, I started my new job. Yes. So I, I couldn't have even told you when that was like as I was thinking about this. So, yeah, yeah, you that's a big life change. Yeah, it was in the middle of my month. So okay. that was the that was basically what I did. And then actually the following week I came and visited you. Yeah. The we following week was um, podcast, yeah. um, podcast podcast movement mm -hmm. and we did our live event. So I was in I could see that I was in Anaheim yeah. um, the following week. But yeah, I did start my job and that really did change a lot about what I was doing. That's also when I started using my work calendar primarily mm -hmm. for a lot of stuff, just so I wouldn't have to switch back and forth because the privacy settings are weird. If I try to put stuff on my work calendar, I can't see it Okay. on my personal calendar. So I just see a lot of busy, busy, yeah, busy. Yeah. <laughs> but I was busy. Yes. And also like trying to figure out a way to like blend the two things like the podcasting mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. figuring out a way to make the radio still work and still, you know, do stuff with the kids and all that. It was a pretty busy month. Um, let's see. September, man, just more busy. I was in a wedding in September. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think that was that month was like basically all about work. Oh, and mm -hmm. I did Pecha Kucha. Oh, I was yeah. In the, that Pecha Kucha. Um, Tell like, people what that is. If they're not, so it's I called it Machu Picchu one time. Yeah. You're like Machu Picchu. So Pecha Kucha is, uh, 
I want to call it like almost like a TED talk situation in that it's very structured, mm -hmm. but you get up and give, you give a presentation and you have six minutes and 40 seconds. I think you have 20 slides, 20 seconds per slide and the slides automatically advance. So you don't, so there's if, no wiggle room. There's no wiggle room. If you are not done talking, the slide advances and you just have to figure it out. And um, I had thought I was going to need all these notes. And then when I got there, we did it outdoors. It was like, on, it was projected on this enormous screen on the outside of this brewery. And I realized I wouldn't even be able to see my notes. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> and I knew the notes would make me self-conscious. Like I'm really bad if I have a script of any kind, all I can do is fixate on the script. I knew I would do better if I just went for it and I had yeah. rehearsed enough. It was okay. It was actually really, really fun and very funny. I should see if I can dig it up. I know it exists someplace online. Um, it was about online dating and it was yes. really funny and people really enjoyed it. I got a lot of laughs. So, yeah. I didn't uh, people fun. say, weren't people telling you that you won, even though it wasn't a contest? Oh yeah. A lot, a lot of people told me I won and I did have a little bit of language in it. So just so you know, it's not, okay. you know, if we, if we can find the link, it's yeah. not a hundred percent, um, kid safe, kid, kid safe. And in fact, I was complained <clears throat> that someone complained about me Oh, to the brewery, which I think is interesting because it was at a brewery and it was clearly yeah. an adult event, but someone yeah. complained about my language and my adult content which oh, i mean my. it's not terrible language no. it's like i think i let one word slip so anyway just be warned That's funny. <laughs> looking at october oh my gosh how have i been alive this whole time I, i'm actually not sure <laughs> i'm not sure that you are like I, maybe there's two of you i want to take a screenshot of my <laughs> october calendar and just send it to you so you can laugh at me i mean there's not even really any events. It's not like there's anything I can point to and be like, this is what I did in October. All I did was all of all of it. All I of just the did all of that, all that stuff. Oh my gosh. So much. So like so many meetings and I'm obviously have meeting after meeting after meeting. It just says busy, 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 busy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Moving on. That's like actually giving me a little like post-traumatic stress. Just yeah. looking at that. Um, November, November, I was in a play um in december but november was really when rehearsals started kind of heating mm -hmm. up like toward the end so i think i just spent a lot of time doing that there's nothing on there that's all that exciting i did go up to traverse city with some friends um but mostly just work man yeah. that i started to get really burned out in november october and november were big burnout months yeah. for me where i started questioning like can i still <laughs> do <existence>. radio <laughs> can i still do any of this should i even still be here and now looking like it's so funny how i didn't see how slowly my yes. calendar was just creeping yes. up because there's that delay up. that, you know, like something that's yeah. new and fills up your calendar can feel like a rush at first. Yeah, and you then power it through, you're like, normal. oh, I'm on top. Yep. So it is. It makes sense that there's like a 60 to 90 day delay in. I felt that yes. with our business a little bit this year. Like, sure, we can launch four podcasts in two months right. and then we do it. And it's it's even fine at the beginning. And then like three months after that, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and don't you feel like in November we were putting out little fires all the time? Yeah. Like work fires. was super busy for me. And then, and then our business was super busy. So there was just so much going yeah. on. And, and kind and like, of like in a way that felt like things were going wrong all the time, just yes. for a little while, to be really honest. Yeah, it did. It did feel like things were going really wrong. And I think it was more in reality. I think it was more just normal stuff that we, both of us were so busy. Yeah. We just, it was just like, there's no room. Like you said, I think you said in no an room. episode recently, like when we talked about our struggles and our successes in a few weeks ago, um, you said like you hadn't left any room for like getting sick or right. a family emergency. And then when those things happen, it's like, no, there is no time for this. Like everything. I only have enough room for exactly everything that's on my calendar, which is yeah. really not a sustainable way. It's to not live. sustainable. People, and we're not recommending and that. I have talked before about how sometimes it takes my life blowing up for me to understand that my life is not sustainable. And right. I don't, I really try not to beat myself up for that. What I really try to do is just find a solution because I think yeah. that happens. And yep. I tend toward wanting to keep my plate pretty full. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have to push it a little too far Yeah, and then go, whoops, nope, I went too far. I can't yep. do this. And then, yep. and then I course correct. And as long as I don't get stuck in that sort of martyrdom of being yeah. like, oh, I can't, there's nothing I can do. And and start having solutions. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit about December because December has been a doozy. Yep. Um, so <laughs> December started off well. I was um, in rehearsals for the play. I was in tech week. Mm -hmm. The play was going, to was going to go up on the 7th, which is a okay. Thursday. On the 6th, which is a Wednesday. Now, by the way, I had already been feeling very stressed about having to get up. You know, now we're three months in or four months into the new job. Like I'm doing radio every day and doing my other going straight from radio to my other job and, and also stuff had really network. blown up yeah. with the podcast network. 
at the same time. And you're great about taking over when I'm at work, but like sometimes there was just stuff we both had to weigh yeah. in on and I would have to figure out a way to take care of it on my lunch or whatever. Um, and I had just kind of started figuring, like putting into place some ideas for taking back some of that time, being better about self-care. Um, I had just started this like low carb diet, like things were going pretty well. And my sister had, Catherine has, um, had an aneurysm in her brain first. Yeah. So we didn't know if she was going to live. I mean, it was crazy. So and I had super to, like, sudden, obviously. These it, are, and this soon, is, yeah, we had no idea. Yeah. It just happened. And my sister is like one of the people I'm the most close to <clears> in the world. And it was terrifying. And so that was like, here I am getting ready to walk out the door to go to a dress rehearsal. And I have to get in my car and drive two hours away to go see her in the hospital. And she has surgery that night. It was crazy. And then um, to just flash forward so no one's like sitting on the edge of their seat. She is okay. She'll be in the hospital for a while. And it's going to be a long, I mean, it's going to be a long road to recovery, but she's alive. And it's, you know, and her prognosis is good. Um, really good. They're actually really surprised with how well she is cognitively and all that stuff. So that's great. But so much stress yeah. happening in the middle of a week where it should have been fun. Like this play yeah. I was in was really relaxed. The rehearsal schedule was easy. My part was easy. Like it should have just been fun. And it became this big stressor because I yeah. knew I had no one to replace me. Yeah. And yeah, you had no a, one. I remember I, texting you like, do you, have, like, an do you have an understudy? I said, no, I don't have an understudy. Um, it worked out fine because I came back into the show and then went back and visited her. I mean, it, were, it was still really tiring, but I was able to kind of balance both. And then the following week, um, gosh, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, the following week I got divorced. <laughs> so that's great. I mean, it's like For brand everything... new listeners. You have been in the process of being divorced. Your divorce became final. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For yes, people right. who have no idea who you are. What's, I didn't what's like happening. separate that day. Yeah. It had been more than a year in the making. It just took forever. Just for no real reason, except things just move really slowly. And yeah. we weren't in a super big hurry and it started to drag on. But by that point, like there was no real reason to make it go any faster. And so it just took as long as it took. Yeah. And I had thought the 11th was going to be the date that it went all through. Um, that was the date I had been fixated on for like three months. Yeah. And in my head, it was like, if I can just get past that day, if I could just get past that day. And then not even I was out of town visiting my sister that day. But because I don't know, the judge had something else more important they had to do. It got moved to the 15th. And that really, like, really threw me off. Like, okay. Okay, that's not the date I had in mind, you know. Now I right. have to live four more days wondering right. if my life right. is going to blow up and explode. Yeah. Um, it didn't. I didn't die. <laughs> Nothing blew up. Um, and we're actually recording this exactly a week later, and I'm still alive. Yeah. And I'm just kind of relieved now. Yeah. And I'm going into a vacation time. So we're yeah. actually recording this before the holidays really kicking off. Right. But I, I really hope nothing more happens that I would have in to December. do a retrospective let's just, about. Let's December. just call December. Let's just call it. Over except we have for 10 Christmas. days until this one goes live. Yeah. Can we just make it like nothing happens? I would yeah, be that would be fantastic. awesome. That would be awesome. Whew. So I don't know. I hope that didn't. I didn't go too long there. No. But I, 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 I think what I'll. <laughs> I love it. I think it. I'll, I'll just cap like maybe. Um, cap what I've learned looking back over this mm -hmm. is just like I've always known about myself but sometimes I have to really take a look back to to really accept my life goes through huge ebbs and flows mm -hmm. there is no such thing as a balanced day there's rarely such a thing as a balanced week mm -hmm. but usually a year is pretty balanced I will have a couple of months like for example December despite all the craziness happening with my sister work related like at work has been really laid back yeah so I get breaks where I can and I yeah. take them where I can. And I also, after having that insane month in October and November, where I just started to feel so demoralized, I did go back to the radio people and it was just like, I can't do this anymore. We yeah. have to figure something out. If you want me to stay on, we have to figure something out. And now we have a new arrangement where I'm recording more episodes ahead of time or more, you know, days ahead of time mm -hmm. and don't have to get up early a few days a week. And I think we're going to be able to make it work. And if it doesn't, I will have no hesitation going back and saying, okay, this isn't yeah. working. We have to do something else. So I think just trying to look at, you know, just trying to realize that my life isn't always as crazy as a couple crazy weeks might make it feel. Right. And that there have been other opportunities in there for, for breaks and rest yeah. and all those things. Um, but the thing that the other thing I am really learning is what I did let go of in the times when things got crazy were the things that sustained me. Like I really stopped exercising. Yeah. I stopped going to yoga. And those are the things that make me feel like I can get through those yeah. crazy times. And yeah. when I stop, th that's like a perfect storm. If I yeah. stop doing those things and then just allow stress and other stuff to like load up, it's no good. Yeah. 
Um, well, I <laughs> so. also know in listening to you, I mean, obviously, most of the work stuff you and I talk a thousand times a day. So like none of this was like news to me. But the thing that stood out in listening to you was how much you performed. When you think about yeah. all of your plays and the Pecha Kucha, and if you count speaking at conferences like that, that is interesting. So I'm curious yeah. if that felt like the right amount of performing, like if that if that falls into the column of things that sustain you and keep you going or if it added more stress than it brought joy. They are both. Yeah. I will say one thing I have learned is I don't think I'll ever do another play that I'm not 100% wanting to do. Yeah. Um, in the case of one that I did, and I won't name it, I did it for reasons outside of really being super thrilled with the material. It was more uh -huh. like um, it fit. It was kind of convenient. There was a part I knew I could pretty easily get. I thought the rehearsal schedule wouldn't be too hard. Um, some family members were involved, blah, blah, blah. and that was probably the most stressful one, even though it was the easiest. Yeah. Because, because your I heart wasn't in it. My heart yeah. wasn't in it. Yeah. And so to me, something like that has to be super worth it. Yeah. Uh, Pecha Kucha was a momentary stressor. That was like that day I freaked yeah. out because I couldn't read my, you know, I, I kind of thrive on that kind but of. But still, you were, little... <laughs> you were on stage or on display more than I thought you, like, I always know you. No, I know. I was going, looking back listening to it. To I'm like, wow, you are always rehearsing or performing for something. I am. But I also was looking at that. It's, it's interesting you say that because when I was looking at it, I feel like for the last year, all I've been doing is theater and stuff. But when I looked back, there were like large sections of time where I wasn't. And I'm kind of like, what was I doing during that time? <laughs> What was I up to? I don't really remember how I was spending my evenings. Yeah. Interesting. I think I was just outside more. And that was when I was like hiking and camping a lot. And yeah. Stuff. So again, like there's no such thing as having pure day-to-day -day balance or being super well-rounded all of the time. I think it's just making sure anything I decide to sign on for now is something I really want to do. Because even with as much as I work and even with, um, you know, being like a single mom I right. I have time yeah and if it's something that especially because I don't have my kids three nights a week so right. I have time to spend and I would rather use it I'm not someone who's happy sitting around watching tv I'm not and so I'd rather use it spending doing something I really enjoy or feel passionate about right but it has to be something I really enjoy and feel passionate right. about there were things I said yes to that looking back I'm like Ugh, I didn't have to say yes to that yeah. that was dumb I didn't enjoy myself or maybe it felt like I was enjoying myself for a few minutes but Overall, it wasn't worth it. Right. So those are good lessons to have for the next yeah. year. And I think just keeping in mind, like not letting go of those things that sustain me and that are important and just taking time to acknowledge how much I'm doing. I think yeah. I need to do that more. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, you are doing a ton. I acknowledge yeah. it. Thank you. Well, so I did the same thing, although I'm, I made my list separate from my calendar, I think because I have so many things in my calendar that just represent day to day parenting life. Right. Um, so what I did is I picked out um, travel and visitors to our house. So like house guests, travels and those types of things. So I have like one or two per month, but it'll be kind of the same, kind of the same flow. Okay. Um, so in January, we went to Disneyland and California Adventure as a family, and it was during an epic rainstorm. We made it to through the Disney day without rain and then I remember like, that. Yeah. So Violet's birthday is in January and I always give my kids the choice to do a Disney day instead of a party. And I sort of encourage it, quite honestly, but they get to choose. Um, so that was fun. I mean, I've said it a million times, but we're just getting to the point where those types of family days are really fun. And like, yeah. there's no strollers, nobody, you know, it's just like, it's just the five of us, which is a really cool place to be. Um, at the end of January, Brian and I went to Key West um, to spread Brian's dad's ashes. He passed almost two years ago now, but it was from March 2016 to January of 2017 to get this big family group together to spread his ashes over Key West. And um, Key West is about as far as you can get from where I live. It is like epically far because you have to fly to Miami and then drive. And but it was a really, really um, have you ever been to Key West, Megan? No, I it's a not. really, really I've, cool. Place. I want to go, though. I've looked at it and it has elements of Florida, awesome. but then it has this kind of like southern, almost New Orleans-y feel. And, and then almost like an old school feel to it. As very well? old, like yeah. super historical. We did a historic tour. That was my second yeah. time there. It is a really, really. So it was like this crazy trip where we felt so we did a red eye. It was like this epically long. I think <laughs> I, it, I think we traveled. That. The total travel time was like. 28 hours for like 36 hours there it was like it was insane but um, a really yeah. good time with family and family friends there um 
in February, you and Clara came to visit. We kind of talked about that. My yep. birthday's in February. Not it was not quite the milestone that yours was. Um, and then we also did a day trip up to the snow in just in the mountains in Southern California with our kids. And we just did sledding. We did not do ski yet. Um, but it was really fun for all those same reasons. Just, you know, everybody can hang. Everybody can. The kids thought it was so fun because my kids are not ever in the snow. Right. Um, so that was really fun. Um, in March, I went to Chicago in early March to see my college friend Allison and her new baby. And that was kind of one of the... that was that long ago. Oh, my I goodness. Know. Yeah. So Annabelle was born in February. <sighs> so she's almost a year. And that was really fun. That was one of the first times I got to go like be the fun helper with a new baby, which they didn't even need my help. They were just rock stars. So we just sat around and watched TV and held a baby, which was awesome. Um, in April, so April, we took our family spring break and we went up to Portland, um, where Brian and I both have grandmothers who are still alive and they both randomly live in Oregon, which is weird because Brian's entire family is from Chicago and the, and New England. He doesn't have any Oregon people except his grandmother randomly ended up there. And so we were able to see both of our grandmas. So our kids, great grandmas and some other family in April. Um, and Oregon is where like my whole extended family's from. So that was fun. And then when we came back, we got a puppy. So that was April. <laughs> so that took up a couple of months so, of your life. And, so, you know, that's the reason you know, blame him for all my insanity. Um, we also, I made note of our, uh, podcast launches in here because this is directly related to at least my, um, bandwidth and mental health. So we relaunched the home hour in April, which was sort of the first in this, like, more recent expansion of Life Listened. Um, that yeah. was April. In May, you and I went to Orlando for Mom 2.0 and went to the Iris Awards and saw a lot of our wonderful blogging friends. And we also had some, like you said, some really good business conversations with each other, but also with potential future yes. podcast hosts. Some of and who like, became hosts. Yeah, it was sort of like the conference where we were like, okay, we've been saying that we are the Life Listen Podcast Network for now six we're months, really gonna but do now it. we're going to tell other <laughs> yep. people and like have to walk the talk and give out business cards. So that was kind of pivotal. Um, it was a really fun, I feel like that was my most fun Mom 2.0 for a variety of reasons. I wasn't as stressed about leaving my kids because that's gotten a lot easier. Um, it was just really fun, I felt. Um, later in May, Brian and I went up to see a Cubs game in Los Angeles and we spent the night up there. That was the first time we um, got a babysitter overnight for our kids. So just put that in the column of getting things, getting easier to kind of get away for the night and, you know, not have to have my parents make a big drive down here to watch the kids for a night. So that was fun. Um, In June, we, the kids were done with school at the very beginning of June. I want to say they got out June 1st, which is also Reed's birthday. Um, And then we came up here to Santa Barbara, actually, the two older kids uh, went up on their own. So that was kind of fun, like a week at the grandparents without us, which was kind of fun. Right. Um, we also had some good friends from Arizona come visit us in June. So all of our Arizona friends tend to come to California in the summer. So that's always really fun. June and July, we have all these fun visitors of people we were really close to when we lived there. And they all get out of the heat and come to the beach. So. Right. Um, and then late June, July, we did our vacation in Tahoe at the house that my parents have, they they have shared it. They don't own it themselves, but they actually sold that house this year. So no more Tahoe, no more trips to that place in Tahoe Aww. for our family. I know it was. I was a, hoping to get to visit that place. I know sometime. it's <laughs> such an amazing place. And everyone who's ever seen me post pictures of there, it's kind of like the one time of year where I I'm like unapologetically braggy about the pictures because it's so yeah, pretty it's up so there, and it's right. it's just the house is beautiful, but the the area, the development the house is in is beautiful. It's ridiculous. So it was a it was a good decision for my parents. And actually, we talk about being able to do family vacations in different places now. I think this having this house, they always felt like they had to go there. Like that was where right. they went. It's really hard to get to. They don't ski anymore because a lot of people have houses up there because of the winter and the ski and they weren't using it. for. So there's anyway, there's a lot of reasons. But that will that will have been our last uh, Tahoe vacation in Aww. the summer. And then I came. Unless to you see- get a place in Tahoe. Yeah, but it won't be there. <laughs> it's not in our price range. Um then I came to see you for your 40th. That was super right. fun. I feel like looking at this that like, I don't know what happened from like March to July. I feel like April, May, June just must have flown. 
Um, yeah. Because I have a good memory of like from July to now, but like I don't know what happened in the first half. Anyway, I'm gonna keep going. I came to see you um, on the in the network. We launched Make Light at the very end of July um, with Karen Walren. So then that was like starting to ramp up with the network. Um, in August, we went up to Santa Barbara again before school started. The kids started school, and then we had that crazy week where so my kids started school. You came to visit. We did our live event. Um, and we went to podcast movement all in the same all week. And I remember in that like three days in like three I days. I wasn't even there very long. No. And I remember actually that feeling super stressful. I'm just going to be honest As in particular, because I feel like my kids starting school is a very like mom. I like to feel sort of momish that week. I'm packing the lunches and making right. sure everything's ready. And, you know, it's been a transition for me to work a lot more anyway. It's already been like a healthy tension of like, how much am I working? How much am I momming? But that week was like, I had like a hugely demanding work week and it was my kids' first days of school. So I was trying right. to figure out rides for them. And like, it just, I, I'm just... I just remember feeling like this is like too much. There's too much happening at once, but we got through it. Our live event was really fun. I think you and I would both do things differently if we did another sure. one. Namely, but it was our first. Yes, it was our first. Um, and the people who came were amazing. Like the whole experience was amazing. I think we would just outsource more, like not yeah. do all of it ourselves. Um, at the end of August, I went to my sister's baby shower in Denver. Um, September was pretty like calm and homey. We had some friends come down and visit us, some friends who don't have kids. So they came out and we went out and that was really fun. Um, and then we repiped our house, which was like the more, the most construction I've ever had done on my house. I haven't never done a remodel or anything. So it was a little taste of that, which was kind of challenging. Um, and of course we all got the stomach flu during that, which is typical. Oh, great. Of, yeah. Um, selfie launched on the Life Listen Network at the end of September. Um, October, Ryan and I and Allegra took a really fun trip to D.C. for a friend's wedding. That was the first time we've ever traveled with one of our kids. And that was really fun. And then my niece was born. My sister had her baby in October. Um, my mother-in-law came out to visit for Halloween. Um, October is always really festive. Brian's birthday is around Halloween. And we usually have my mother-in-law visit. Um, and Somewhere in there, we launched Crunchy Cocktail Hour and Why Partisan on the Life Listened Network. So if you're keeping track at home, we launched three shows in, I think, three and a half weeks on the network in wow. late September and that October. That is insane. It's, it's really insane. How are we still alive? And then, yeah, and that's why you said your November or your October was crazy. So, yeah, October yeah. was insane. Um, November, at the beginning, I went to Denver to see my new little niece. Um, and then I feel like... I want to say that schedule wise, November and December have been a little less, a little less travel um, and a little less schedule heavy. Like my kids activity schedules have been mellow, like Violet did soccer, but that was over. But I will say that the amount of work, like just the um, the amount of work that I do for our business was then increased in November and December. So yeah. November and December were good. I had a lot of days where like, you know, Violet goes to preschool Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are my days where I pretty much have the whole school day to work uh, three days a week. And November, December had a lot of days where there was nothing else on the calendar except so much on the to-do list. And I even remember right. leaving you messages like, okay, I'm home all day working, which is like really exciting for me because I don't have these other commitments. I can just focus. But the, um, the quantity of things that had to get done was... A lot. So we we had a lot to get done in November and December for the business. We did. But I, did. I feel like I didn't have quite as much personal travel or like other things going on. Um, also in December, I went up to Brian and I went to Salt Lake City um, for a concert, which was really, really fun. And also in December, I was sicker than I have been in you years. Were. Like you it, could barely talk. I, but it was like the length of time. It was it was yeah. either the flu. We don't know. It was either like influenza. I did get the flu shot this year. So it could have been that maybe maybe made a little more mild or just a terrible respiratory virus. But yeah. I was sick for two weeks like and not wow. like no energy. So that was really that was really challenging. Actually, the first half of my Christmas season, I felt like I was just battling to get through the day. But I feel better now. So I don't know. Good. That was that was rambly. No, but that's how a year goes, huh? Yeah. So what have you learned? What have I learned? Did you, um, is there anything you've taken out of this to take so forward in So one thing in looking at this is we traveled a lot this year, but we almost 
exclusively traveled separately. Like Brian and I did a lot of separate trips and we did that kind of intentionally. We each had friends we wanted to go see, things we wanted to go do. Um, and I've, I've said it before on the show, it's just getting so much easier to leave the other parent and not feel like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you right. know, white knuckled. It's just getting a lot easier. The kids are in school more. So we kind of took advantage of that. And we did a lot of solo trips. I went to see you. He'd go see a friend. Um, but I think for 2018, I really want to be intentional about our travel, either as a family, all five of us, or the two of us. Um, when we travel, the two of us, we have to get coverage, and that's harder. So that's why it was easier to just go solo. Um, yeah. But I really like how much we traveled. That's stuff that's not easy. Um, it's not cheap. And I feel like we put in a lot of years to get to where it can be fun and easy to take off for a, the weekend. But the next and step- the older your kids get, the easier it will be for you to find that coverage because yes. it won't become as com- it won't be as complicated. It's not as complicated. And already I felt like it was so much easier this year to rely on like friends picking up a kid after school and right. keeping them for a couple hours where before that just felt. First of all, the kids weren't all in the same place. Now, two of the three are in the same school. Next fall, all three will be in the same school. So, like, just the simplifying of details. So, yeah, I would say for 2018, I like this amount of travel. It's more than in the past, but it was all fun stuff. I mean, almost all of it was really stuff we wanted to do. Um, I would just like it to be a little bit more tipped toward the two of us or even all five of us going and doing stuff instead of always splitting up. Um, I exercise really fell off the wagon for me in this fall too. And I don't have as, I don't have as much as you do on my calendar, but, um, the, what was saving me was that active app, which just at least got me out and doing like a walk jog with the dog or something. Um, but you know, I don't have hugely high expectations for myself with exercise. I just feel like the older I get, the more it's just directly tied to everything, how well I sleep what kind of eating choices I make. Yeah. It's just like, it's just the precursor to everything. To and like I just... get, I get like really, I'm really stiff and sore. Yes. I've been working out. Like my flexibility has gone yeah. down quickly, really quickly. Yeah. Like it didn't take long for me yeah. to get creaky yeah. <laughs> in a way that I'm not happy about. So definitely I want that to be a focus for me. Yeah. We're so year. cliche. Exercise I are, more. Right? <laughs> I know. Um, we can do it. So I'm curious. We had talked about picking like a word of the year, like everybody does. And I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you do that. But what are your thoughts in general on um, I'm not I'm not asking, like, what are your resolutions? But what is your general philosophy on like setting intentions for the new year? Oh, no, I like I like doing that. I but my natural rebellious tendencies make me then want to do something different. So I can't be too specific. <laughs> Like if I say I'm going to do something really specific, I will immediately then decide not to do that thing. Right. I'm really weird that way. Um, so words and things like that are a little more free flowing. Uh huh. And that like I have been thinking that I'd really like to focus on what's really close to me. I mm. think I've spent a lot of the last 10 years traveling, and which I love travel. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. Um, and things kind of outside of my reach mm-hmm. <laughs> that require a lot of effort and stuff. And there's really just like, just last night, I mean, I live in a town of 10,000 people. Last night I was at a a local uh, restaurant and they were having like a a holiday concert. I was there with one of my best friends, Missy, and then a couple of her neighbors that I know pretty well. I didn't know anybody else in this place. And I'm a regular at this Mm -hmm. place. I didn't know anyone in there. It was like a completely different group of people that (laughs) I had never laid eyes on before. It was weird. In your town, that's impressive. You think you will just always see the same people. Yeah. And I really don't. And it it just kind of reminded me that, you know, I'm single now, which is a really weird place to be. And I have some anxiety surrounding that, which makes me want to start like kind of casting my net far and wide to kind mm-hmm. of see like what might be out there. And it's and I just really there's no reason to do that. Like mm-hmm. I just need to like focus on what's in front of me. Do the things that make my little circle, um, my little world better and mm-hmm. then expand out from there. And I think I owe myself that right mm-hmm. now. And that doesn't mean I don't do things and I'm not active because that's always going to be me. But yeah, it could be simpler than I've sometimes made it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I over um, sometimes I just over complicate things that don't need to be so complicated. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Liz is about to have a baby in about a month. And she's the last I think going to be the last friend Mm -hmm. in my peer group to have a baby and I just want to hang out with Liz's baby like I'm really looking forward to just kind of some quiet nights sitting in a living room watching a movie or something and just being present and being here and and not running all over the place 
like a crazy person. Yeah. So I don't know what how you would sum that up into a word. Yeah, I don't either. But I <laughs> think it's worth simplicity. thinking about. Yeah, yeah. like we, I think we can still ruminate on our words. But yeah. I, I really like everything that you just said. It's funny. I also resist resolutions and specific goals. And for my personality type, I think it's because I can be a little. I like to poke holes in everything and figure out how things could go wrong or or like might not work, which makes right. me a good strategist. It makes me a good project planner because I can see a lot of potential outcomes and details. But um, it get, makes me have a hard time with resolutions because I tend to see them failing before they even get <laughs> going are, and then yeah. not making them. Is that terrible? You've already like troubleshooted troubleshot yeah. them before there's even trouble. Yeah. So I'm not a yeah. good pie in the sky aspirations person, which is not great. I'm not. This is not something I'm proud of. So I also like the word I last year um, around this time, I did actually write down a few um, goals or intentions. Um, and so I'll have to revisit those and see how I did. That's unlike me. I don't even usually get that far of like writing. I have a weird aversion to all this New Year's stuff, which is kind of funny. Um so I don't have a word yet either, but I do like the concept of a word. I, I'm starting to um, more like to listen to podcasts and read other people's kind of intentions. I think for a long time when you're in like new mom phase, you just think, well, I don't even know like what next week is going to look like. I can't plan right. for a whole year of inspirational. Right. Creativity. And like what if in three months, like the baby won't even yeah. sleep and I can't do that thing that I thought I was going right. to do or whatever. Whereas yeah. now I do feel like I'm coming out of that and I do have the headspace to think, okay, what do I, what do I want for this year? So I'm right. more open to it than I have been in the past. And I do enjoy listening to conversations like this one, which hopefully our listeners have enjoyed as well, where just, just the fact of just taking an hour to think about it and look back and look ahead. Maybe that's all you need. Maybe it doesn't have to fit into a word. Maybe it doesn't have to be broken yep. down into step-by-step -step goals, but um, just it's it's sort of like um make showing yourself that you're worth it to take that mm -hmm. time to look back and look ahead, I think is a nice message anyway. Agreed. Um do you want to talk a little bit about your course that's coming up? Yes. Okay. Dreams? This, is, this is actually a great um segue. So um as you may know, if you've listened to um recent episodes, I am teaching a course in January called Dream Seekers. Um, so dream seekers is kind of like a hybrid class and coaching program. So if you like, if you want the accountability of a group, the community of a group and some structured, um, activities that are going to help you work toward a dream. And specifically, this is a career goal or a creative goal. So you either want to start a business, advance your business or your career, or maybe get into some kind of creative passion, like writing art, something like that. It's like kind of, it's a little more in, um, focused in than my last class was, which was a little more general. Um, but this is a class where you've got sort of the aspects of a class, but you've also got one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Awesome. And you get to kind of um, take part in some group coaching with the group as well, which is, can be really great because people will ask questions you didn't even know that you had. Yeah. And to hear their questions get answered and their um, concerns to kind of get workshopped can be really, really helpful. It is focused on the needs of a busy mom. So while I will always encourage you and cheerlead and not coddle, I also am great about understanding the juggle and yeah. to take those family priorities into account and like what your, you know, what your biggest priority is at this moment is totally okay. So you can be coming into this at many different levels, like from I'm ready to hit the ground running right now to like I am building the foundation yeah. for doing this at some point. So the class is really meant to launch you into action, but it's not going to be something like, we're not going to predetermine for you what success looks like. You really get to define that yourself. And there's also um, check-ins after the course is over, which is a great thing for accountability. So yeah. if you are worried that you'll finish the course and then not follow through, I will be checking in with you. I love um, it. Six weeks after the course ends privately and in the group. And so publicly. Can I say publicly. something else about the group? <laughs> sure. A gr group aspect. Um, I have found it, you know, I took a writing class from you. That's how we met a, a million years ago. And you were teaching a group class online. But what I didn't anticipate from participating in a group experience like that was how connected I would feel to other people's big dreams, whether they were launching a business or yeah. like quitting their job to pursue a creative passion. And that lasts for ever really i mean you still are you you're still friends with many people from that course yeah you? and you find your, too. yeah and you find yourself kind of rooting for them because you were around yeah. at that very vulnerable time of like when they were questioning like 
should the name of my business be this or this? Like yeah. you kind of feel like you were on the yeah. ground or behind the scenes. And then you times that by an entire group and you have people who are rooting for you in the same way. There's a very powerful kind of, um, oh, what's that? Like incubators with the word I was thinking about. Yeah. Very Silicon Valley word. Um, but that kind of incubation aspect of a class like this, it's very hard to uh, quantify that or like or explain how that might directly benefit you. But I have benefited from it so many times over the years. And I think that's just worth mentioning, because, of course, you're going to get the coaching and the really good, you know, road or um, building blocks to build out whatever your dream is. But the the yeah. experience of being surrounded by other people in that same place and then getting to follow their journey, because maybe you're Facebook friends with them or you follow their business yeah. online. It's just a really cool. It's very cool, I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that course in particular, there are so many people that we still stay connected to yeah. whose careers I actively follow. And it's so funny that that was six years ago. Wow. Yeah. And we've all, and we've all gone not, in a very different directions. Yeah, but, there might not be the freelance yeah. writers that, that you were trying to teach us to be, that you taught us to be. I mean, mostly it was like magazine writing and professional yep. blogging. And almost nobody is doing that. But the things that we are doing and the ways that our careers have evolved from there, it all you just you'd never know the ways that that will benefit you. And we've yeah. all helped each other over the years and been cheerleaders. So it's a very yeah. cool aspect. So. It is very, very cool. So if you are interested in Dream Seekers, I am offering more than a 20% discount to the listeners Ooh, of the Mom Hour. If amazing. you go to the link through themomhour.com, which will be at the show notes. And I think there's something in the sidebar about it as well. Um, so just go to episode 136 and you'll find the link there. Um, just, to, just to kind of recap. This is not a class only for aspiring writers and podcasters, but if you're an aspiring writer or podcaster, you might be particularly interested yeah. in my advice on that, um, on those topics, but it's for all dreamers who want to be doers. So, you know, anything that you, if you have an idea and it's just a little bud of an idea, or you have an idea that's a little well, more well-formed, wherever you kind of are in the path, this class is highly personalized. So it's really kind of going to meet you where you are and take you to the next step, whatever that step is for you. And I know that step is different for every mom. Yeah. So um, it's not for everybody, but I think it's, it's definitely, if you have an idea and something you want to work on, regardless of where you are in that path, the class is going to be personalized to get you to the next step. I love so that's that. What's, what's the cool registration deadline? The registration deadline is January 8th. So okay. it's coming up. Yeah. Next yeah. week. Next week. Okay. Yep. So, um, we'll keep that link. We'll keep that link up. Um, until can people then, just, if people have a question about it, can they email you? I'm putting you on the yeah. spot. Cause I feel like that no, this absolutely. is one thing where. It's like, oh, I think so, but I need to talk to no, Megan. They can, so. they can yeah. totally email me. Um, and I think my email is actually on the course that page. Okay, we'll throw page. it in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can always email me and ask me questions. I love questions because sometimes you know I don't want anyone to sign up for the class who isn't sure it's for them. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of like let's figure out if this is a good fit, and if not, no harm, no foul. Yeah, so I would totally. love to hear from people. Anybody who wants to send me a message, that would be great. Awesome. Well, um, happy new year, guys. I would love to hear from mm -hmm. listeners about what your word or intentions or new year reflections are like. Um, so hit us up on social media. Come find us and follow us. Please continue to leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. It's so helpful. It so really that can is. be one of your new year's resolutions is to leave all the podcasters that you listen to <laughs> glowing reviews. It helps. All great. That is a great resolution, actually. It is. Put it on your list. Um, okay, guys. Well, we will be back with you next week and happy new year, everybody. 